sports. They say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botlinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day-to-day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect KZLX or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Everybody get Welcome back to Day-to-Day Picks. Andrew Botlinick, Sam Steinmeier, and we have a guest host this week via Zoom, Austin McNorton, the program director. Austin, you're now on live with us here on Day-to-Day Picks. It's a pleasure to have you here a little bit further away than usual, but a guest host that we love having nonetheless. able to make this work. Like, I'm here in Lawrence. There's no sports going on. I needed this, so thank you for letting me be a part of this because I'm so happy to be on and be back in the KZLX studio where I belong. That's my second home. I haven't been there in so long, so it's a great, It's truly a great thing that I'm back. And we love I'm having so you on here. We love having you on here, man. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We usually have our, our weekly list, and for today, we're doing things a little bit different. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, we've been promoting it. We are redrafting the 2009 NBA draft from pick number one until pick number 30, the whole first round in its entirety here on Day-to-Day Picks today. So I guess, Sam, we're really not getting a list. It's more of the entire show is a list. Yeah, it's not you know the same as uh, you know just starting out the show with a list and going through all the topics in sports. But you know, since there isn't really any topics in sports right now other than the coronavirus, and you know we have beaten that kind of to death, and so you know it's kind of something fresh and new. And you know I'm no. Uh, you and I, uh, throughout the week, we're talking about which draft class to do, and um, 2009 is definitely one of the better ones. There's a lot of good players in this draft, and that that uh, graphic that you made to hype this show, loved it. It was perfect. I was thinking, I was like, the two, the, the three biggest people from the draft, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Steph Curry, I was like, why not have the three biggest people on the show have their face? It took me, I think it took me five or ten minutes to make. It didn't take long at all, and... It was just something a little bit funny, and the expressions actually kind of worked out pretty well. Sam is Steph Curry. Austin, it took me a little while to find the, the Blake Griffin-esque face, but uh, <laughs> it, it got there in a roundabout I way. I love that so much. As soon as I saw it, I just started sending it out to pretty much everyone I knew. I was like, well, <laughs> i got to show this to everyone because it's amazing. It was funny, and then the one that I had, I just like saw that face, and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I could put that on James Harden, and I think that might work, so... We'll, we'll try and figure this out. We'll try and get it all here in one go, but the way that Zoom has it set up, we might have to. We have a separate Zoom call made if it need be. So if Austin, for some reason, goes away, we're going to take a break here on Day to Day Picks. We'll come back and we'll have him. But until then, we'll go until we get through there. So we're going to try and speed through it. We'll go through, talk every single pick. We'll Don't count on it. I feel like we say that a lot. Hey, we're going to try and speed through. We're going to do this. Yeah. Okay. Well, especially when it's, it's what you we do. involved. We talk. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and say I don't know if you heard Sam, but Sam says it's specifically you, Austin. You, you well, are sure. the one. You are the one that talks. And but we'll we'll go through we'll go through 
we'll go through pick by pick and we'll go who was actually picked and then we'll go individually which one of us has picking who and we'll we'll try and keep track of our own draft board. I think everybody has the picks 1 through 30 already picked out. So it's not like we're going to have picks where we're thinking oh, I don't know if this guy's off the board. Our picks are already made and lined up. Um, and we're picking everybody from the entire draft pool. We're not specifically looking at just the first round. We're going all 60 picks are available to pick, but we are only picking 30 given what we know now in 2020 from the 2009 class. So the number one pick in 2009 was the Los Angeles Clippers, and they went to pick Blake Griffin from Oklahoma. Ten years in the league, he had that first year, his rookie season, he had a knee injury, I believe it was, missed that whole season, came back one rookie of the year the next year, uh, 622 games in his 10 years so far, 13,479 points, 5,500 rebounds, 2,700 assists, but it's a little bit different now, times are a little bit more different, so the Clippers, here in 2020, you are officially on the clock. Austin, we'll go ahead and we'll start with you. As the Clippers GM, honorary Clippers GM, who are you picking at number one in 2020? Well, I know that going with the power forward to play against DeAndre uh, Jordan was a good move. And look, I think Steph is my personal best out of this draft class. However, with them having Chris Paul at the time, I didn't think they needed another point guard. So I'm going to go with a shooting guard in James Harden. Austin, guy who was an MVP and uh, he's one of the best scorers of all time. How well did you do in history when you were in when you were in uh, high school and college? Are you a good history guy? No, <laughs> I, we can tell because Chris Paul was not with the Clippers at this time. It wasn't at the time. It was okay. it was still Baron Davis, but your argument still holds because I am in the exact same boat. I think I have the Clippers picking James Harden solely because Baron Davis at the time was 30. He was a little bit older, but like... They didn't need a point guard. Point guard is not something that was heavy. They got plenty of big men. Uh, at the time, they had Zach Randolph. He ended up leaving, though. Marcus Camby, DeAndre Jordan, Al Thornton. Uh, point guards. They had Eric Gordon, Baron Davis. They still had some other guys in there as well that could move around, but they didn't really need a point guard. They didn't really need a center. Power forward did work well for them, but... Shooting guard for me is what I have. I also have James Harden going number one in my 2009 draft. And Sam, who do you have going at number one? Well, for me at number one, you know, I, I look and Blake Griffin, I'm going to keep him at number one. I think that was the perfect pick because, you know, you have someone to compliment DeAndre Jordan. And I still think later down the line in 2011, they go out and get Chris Paul, CP3. I think a, you know, a pass first point guard works better with him, you know, and that offense and I don't think you know Doc Rivers style of play maybe was perfect for Steph Curry you know as a point guard someone to and also you know James Harden you know he was great but you know he at first he was a six-man role I don't know if that would fit well with him in Los Angeles because um, later down the line they also get Jamal Crawford who's a great shooting guard so I think Blake Griffin was the perfect fit for the Clippers. So Sam sticking with Blake Griffin at pick number one. Moving on to pick number two, it was the Memphis Grizzlies. And this is where it starts to get a little bit rocky. My guy from UConn, Hashim Thabit, went pick number two. Five years in the league, 224 games, 483 points, 595 rebounds, 27 assists. 
He's still looking to get back into the league, but one of the biggest early busts here that we had, there's another guy that comes later on that, that could potentially be even more of a bust later on in the in the top 10 even, but Memphis Grizzlies here in 2020, you are officially on the clock. Austin, we'll start with you again. You already have James Harden off the board. Pick number two to Memphis. Who are you going with? Uh, I was just kind of hinting on it. I think Steph's the best player in this draft class. I'm going to go with Steph Curry going to Memphis. I think the biggest debate with Steph Curry is, is he the best shooter of all time with him and Ray Allen? I think he's the best shooter of all time. I think he goes to Memphis. That team would be fun, I think, with him a part of it. Imagine him there instead of in Golden State. I, I agree with what you said. I think Steph Curry is probably the best player out of this class. Him and Harden go tit for tat. But I will right. say that at the time, in 2008, 2009, going into that year, they're building around O.J. Mayo, Rudy Gay, and they right. just recently got Mike Conley. So right. with Memphis getting that, I don't have them going in that route. I have them going with a, another position I have them taking DeMar DeRozan at number two. Small forward, shooting guard type player. Fits kind of what they're doing. O.J. Mayo at the point guard, shooting guard, small forward type role. I forgot completely about O.J. Mayo. I shouldn't have. What a gosh. What a prospect he was supposed to be. Good good player there. Mike Conley still gets the reins as point guard in Memphis. Rudy Gay still playing in that small forward type role. So for me, DeMar DeRozan, your pick number two, just because you they already have Mike Conley, they really don't need a stretch to get a point guard. But it, there's nothing wrong with taking best available. I think that's also what the Grizzlies could have done. I'm not saying you're wrong for picking that because there's no wrong answer because Memphis picked Hashim Thabit at number two. So as long as you're not picking Hashim Thabit at number two, I think you'll be all right. So, Sam, pick number two. Blake Griffin's off the board for you. Who do you got? Well, for me, you know, I look at Mike Conley. I look at, you know, Rudy Gay, they don't really need a point guard, small forward. You know, uh, if I still had Blake Griffin, he you know, he would definitely fit in nicely there. But seeing as they get Zach Randolph later in this offseason, power forward isn't a must for them. I think OJ Mayo is a good shooting guard, but I think James Harden is a lot better. And so for that, I think the Grizzlies take James Harden. He steps into the six man role just like he did with the Thunder, and you know, eventually probably takes OJ Mayo's spot, but. You know, James Harden joins the grit and grind Grizzlies. So now that that's where it gets interesting. Pick number three, Oklahoma City Thunder. They take James Harden at number three. We all already have James Harden off of the board, either going number one or number two. So we are guaranteed to get something a little bit different. I think although no one would have taken a sheen to beat at number two. James Harden, right. 11 years in the league, 826 games played, 20,723 points. 4,388 rebounds, 5,200 assists, roughly. So James Harden kind of Mr. Do-It-All there. He went number three to Oklahoma, and officially Oklahoma City Thunder are on the clock here in 2020. I'll go ahead and I'll start because, Austin, you've went the last couple of times. Yeah, go for it. The The Thunder coming in without getting James Harden because James Harden's already off the board. You still have Kevin Durant. Sam, I'm sorry. You still have Kevin Durant in At this, that in this time, scenario. At that time, he was still good. He was still great. He's, he was still good. <laughs> he, was, he was in my good graces. He was 
You know, he was my favorite player at the time. You've got, you've also got Jeff Green. You have Russell Westbrook in there as well. Uh, so, so really, there really wasn't much. You needed, you needed that shooting guard type player. You needed a good center to kind of come in there and move something around. So I went a little bit of a different route. I think this is a a, a trio that would have been potentially better than James Harden at the time, just because he probably wouldn't have been coming off the bench. I have the Oklahoma City Thunder taking Blake Griffin at number three. Yeah, I like wow. that pick. That I like that a pick lot a lot. That would have been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Blake Griffin definitely wouldn't have been the six-man role that James Harden was. He definitely would have fit right great into that uh, starting power forward spot. And, you know, we would have never seen Serge Ibaka in a Thunder uniform. That's what I was wondering at that time. I was like, I'm not sure if Serge was there or not. But even if he was, you slide Serge up to center because he played like a center his entire career. Blake Griffin comes in at the at the power forward spot, or even Blake Griffin coming in and playing center. He was big enough to be to be able to do it. So it, you kind of pick your battle there essentially. But Blake Griffin for me coming off the board at number three to Oklahoma City. Sam, who do you have at number three? You already, I think you have James Harden off James as Harden. well as Blake Griffin. James Harden and Blake Griffin are both off, but you know. I'm taking a guy who can fit into that shooting guard role. You know, uh, he's labeled as kind of a small forward, but he can also be a shooting guard because he's much smaller than the Thunder shooting guard. I'm going to take DeMar DeRozan for the Oklahoma City Thunder. The big three of, uh, you know, Westbrook, DeRozan, and Durant would, you know, be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, even though uh, he's not a traditional shooting guard, he's definitely smaller than Kevin Durant. He can fit into that role. And, I mean... It's not the MVP that James Harden was, but still, three All-Stars in that lineup. I think the Thunder would have been all right. And I think at the time, Harden really hadn't found who he truly was until he left Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. So I think for DeMar DeRozan, that's a good pick. He's a valuable player, a, a taller small forward shooting guard. He played a lot more shooting guard, I think, and he plays that position a little bit better even. So DeMar DeRozan, not a bad pick at number three for Oklahoma City. And Austin, you're up and you're shaking your head yes. I think you have something similar. I'm glad that that's who Sam picked because that makes me feel better since he's the resident Thunder fan because that's who I have as well as DeMar DeRozan. I think it would be really, really fun. I know it would be a bigger lineup. He's not a true shooting guard, which is what they would want with KD and Russ. But I think it would be so much fun to see that big three. I mean, it's, it's kind of. I, I would kind of be like, I don't know, like almost like Paul George before Paul George. You know, he's like that kind of a big lineup. He can kind of shoot, but he can drive and dish just as easily. So I'm glad that Sam had that pick because it justifies me even more. Good, good. <laughs> so we have already we have a, a good amount of some differences in here, and I think oh, yeah. that that's it, three picks in. It looks a lot different than how it did back then. A, a couple of move arounds, but. I'm sure the rest of the top ten will get even more interesting because there's some more players coming up here. Number four, the Sacramento Kings, they took Tyreek Hill out of Memphis. Tyreek Hill? Or, excuse me, Tyreek Evans. Sorry, not Tyreek Hill. Sorry. Got the Chiefs on the brain. Got the Chiefs on the brain. Tyreek Evans from Memphis. Always, always, always. Ten years in the league, uh, 9,347 points. Rebounds-wise, 2,700, 2,800 assists. Tyreek Evans, kind of a do-it-all type player. He, he's initially listed as a point guard, but he played up through small forward, even in a smaller ball situation. He played power forward if they needed it to. He was a taller type player, but the Sacramento Kings are officially on the clock here in 2020. 
we'll go with the same lineup as usual uh, that we just did here. Sacramento Kings, I will go first. I have them taking Steph Curry, kind of just taking best available player. He's still on the board for me, so at number four, they need a point guard already. They went with a point guard in Tyreek Evans. They got plenty of forwards. Uh, they have Kevin Martin as well. He's a guy that's playing pretty well. Spencer Hawes, Jason Thompson uh, eventually were their, their big players at the time. So that was something to move forward. They really needed a point guard. I think Steph Curry is the right fit in Sacramento in 2009. Yeah, and you know, for <clears throat> all the reasons you just named, I'm also taking Steph Curry at the Sacramento Kings. I think you know the Kings you know, brought in Tyreek Evans to be that power, uh, point guard type, kind of the first point forward. We've seen, but mm-hmm. Curry definitely steps into that uh, you know point guard role for the Kings. I don't know how well it ends up, like because he had a great three point shooting coach and Steve Kerr with the Warriors. So, but Steph, I, th- I still think turns into Steph today because you know he's a great shooter, one of probably the greatest one of all time. So the Kings, maybe their woes in the early in the late two thousands end with the pick of Steph Curry. And I think they had, I don't remember what his name was, the guy they had before Steve Kerr. Because for a while, when Steph Curry was drafted there, it wasn't, uh, it it wasn't, wasn't Kerr. Mark, it was Mark Jackson, I believe. That's Yeah, I think that's that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember it was Mark Jackson, Steph Curry, and then Monte Ellis. And that was like, yeah. you're, not, you're not scoring on that team in 2K. That team, Monte Ellis would run the floor and would run you so out of the building. He was one of the best players at the time. And, Steph Curry's across the board for Sacramento, and I think, Austin, you already have Curry off your board. So you are up now at number four for Sacramento. And this is where I actually have Blake Griffin going, actually. Uh, I kind of like what Andrew was saying, kind of a best available guy. I mean, this guy was an absolute beast at Oklahoma. I watched him play in person, killing my cats. He was a freak. Um, Jump out the gym kind of a guy and kind of could be a – face of the franchise I could see for Sacramento which is kind of what I thought they think I think they thought Tyreek Evans was going to be that guy I mean and shoot for Tyreek Evans he won rookie of the year so I mean it was promising there for a little bit but this is where I have Blake Griffin going and for a while he was Tyreek Evans was their best player in the Kings it was like I remember in 2k it was like he was the only one they'd talk about because he was truly the only thing that was like good for for a long yeah. time, because Chris Webber wasn't still there, was he? No, he was. I think he was long gone. Because this was this was after they had blown up the the Jason Williams, yeah, uh, yeah. PJ Stiakovic, yeah. Chris Webber. They were they were a couple years gone from there. That's yeah, that was their guy. Yeah, think, that dude was a beast in NBA Live 2005. He was he was something. He was something. So <laughs> across the board, we got one through four down. We're gonna go ahead and we'll take pick five and six together. Since it's Memphis or not Memphis, since it's Minnesota, back and forth, like both back-to-back picks. Right. So we'll go five and then pick six. Give some rationale behind it. But here in 2020, Minnesota, you are on the clock. We'll start with Sam this time. Sam, who was your five and six for Minnesota? Initially, they picked Ricky Rubio at five. Uh, nine nine career seasons for him so far. 6,200 points, 2,300 rebounds, 4,200 assists, 4,300 assists, rather. And then Johnny Flynn, arguably the biggest bust out of this draft class. I think Hashim Thabit just because he was number two. But Johnny Flynn at number six, three years in the league. He had hip surgery after his rookie season, left uh, Minnesota, 
played for, I believe he played for Minnesota. Or no, no, he left Minnesota, played for the Rockets, and then played for the Portland Trailblazers to end his career three years later. 1,500 points for Johnny Flynn, 300 rebounds, 600 assists. Sam, pick number five and pick number six. Well, they needed a point guard. They drafted two, and uh, number five, I think they're going with Drew Holiday. For me, I think you know he's a great player. He's playing with the Pelicans right now. He's doing really good um, there, and he went a lot later in this draft. Um, you know, he, he was originally pit number seventeen to the Seventy Sixers, but I think Drew Holiday is top five worthy. He's he's playing really good right now. And number six for me, taking Tyreek Evans. Uh, you know, the Kings don't get him in this one, so they get that one-two punch. But kind of a, I know that you talked about this before. The show, the Timberwolves kind of won that two-guard system. Tyreek Evans can play the guard position, so they had two good yards there. Also can play Tyreek Evans really anywhere else except center. So they have a lot of options and two really good players. You know, Sam, I'm going to be honest. I think you might have looked at my sheet because I I also have the exact same that you went with. Drew Holiday at number five, Tyreek Evans at number six, just because at the time – they have Al Jefferson, the Timberwolves have Al Jefferson and Kevin Love. You're good. You don't need a center. You don't need a power forward. Point guard, you have Telfair, Sebastian Telfair, and Randy Foy. You're not looking as good. You're not looking as good there. You need to get a good, a pure point guard. That's what you get in Drew Holiday. He's able to do exactly what you want, a good distributor of the basketball. He can shoot the three as well. And then you, at that point, need a bigger shooting guard type player. Tyreek Evans fits that role immediately. He plays one through three, one through four, if you ask him to. He's going to do that. He's going to sub in. And that's essentially what you're getting at pick number five and six for the Timberwolves. I think Sam and I, as much as we would like to argue on this one, I agree with you. I think that's exactly what I would want in there. So, Austin, tables on. you're there. You're on the table right now. Minnesota Timberwolves, five and six. So I'll agree with you both at five with Drew Holiday. I like what you were just saying, Andrew, a guy who can distribute more of a bigger guy. And this is where my number six comes in. Maybe a little bit of a shot in the darker. And this is going to throw off your guys' list completely. This is where I have Patty Mills coming in at number six. Patty Mills for San Antonio. He went overseas and played, then ended up in San Antonio guy who I think can be more of a pure one. He's the one, I mean, who essentially, he won a championship with San Antonio. He essentially is the one who replaced Tony Parker in a way um, down there in San Antonio. And so I think this guy could be the pure one where you move Drew to the two spot, that dynamic two. A a huge. Drew and then Patty Mills. A huge jump. At your second spot there, Patty Mills went Patty number. Patty Mills was number fifty-five in the draft. We we were thinking before the show All that the maybe you'd forget him. For me, we we had Sam and I had money that you were going to be the one to forget Patty Mills even got drafted this year because he was drafted so late. So we were oh, no, we were we were banking on you not realizing that he was available still. So so Austin going sticking jump. sticking with the two point guards, Patty Mill and Drew Holiday going five and six which then puts Golden State on the clock initially. They picked Steph Curry at seven. Turned out all right for them, I guess. 11 years, 699 games, 16,419 points, 3,100 rebounds, 4,600 assists. I believe two uh, MVPs, couple of rings, give or take. One Uh, unanimous. One of those MVPs unanimous. Unanimous MVP. Um, 
our Zoom meeting is is I guess being removed. So we're we're good to go. That, that time limit is is off. I guess Zoom just told me that we are good to go. So they they like the content. Stick they around can't for get more. Get rid of me. They can't get rid of me. <laughs> so stick around for more. <laughs> Steph Curry, pick number seven off the board. So Golden State, you are officially on the clock here in 2020. I'll go ahead and I'll start with this one. I have them sticking with more of a point guard still uh, here in 2020. Obviously, they're not going to get Steph Curry because Steph Curry is already off the board. We talked earlier, they already have Monte Ellis. They look pretty all right in that de- in that department. They have Anthony Randolph, who at the time wasn't half bad. Ronnie Turioff wasn't terrible either. Brandon Wright was serviceable. He was coming back at least, so they didn't have to really worry about that too much. So pick number seven for me, Golden State, Jeff Teague. I have them picking Jeff Teague, a solid player for a while. I think Austin also has Jeff Teague potentially a little I bit of some 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 I social cues. So Austin, we'll go ahead and we'll we'll speed we'll speed through yours because you already have Jeff Teague. So, well, yeah, kind of like you were just saying. I think they they needed a point guard. Jeff Teague is an NBA All Star, and he was a monster in Atlanta for sure. Um, made some noise in Minnesota as well, and I think he would. Since there's no step off the board already, Jeff Teague is the next all-star point guard there is. So, Sam, yeah, I 100% agree. Well, Sam, who you got? For me, um, I went with something a little different. I, I see the roster. They have uh, Monte Ellis. He can handle the ball himself. You know, they have Jam- At that time, they had Jamal Crawford on the roster. I don't know how long he stayed after that, but you know, he can handle the ball. He's got great handles. I went with a big. I went with, which probably is... I went for more of a need than best player available. I think it was Jordan Hill. Um, Jordan Hill. The, I, I tried to look at the centers and like the bigs, and this is the best one I could come up with. I, I'm in, I didn't think the Warriors really needed a point guard as much as people maybe thought because yes, yeah, Steph Curry was great, but he's Steph Curry. You know, he's the greatest, one of the best shooters of all time. And you know, back then, even when he was kind of a question mark because of his ankle problems, he's still a great shooter. So. You know, people kind of had the initial thought that he was going to be good. Uh, Jordan Hill, I mean, he didn't play. He didn't have outstanding numbers, seven points, five rebounds for his career, but he played at least 10 years in the league. So uh, that reason, you know, the longevity and, you know, them needing a big. I'm taking Jordan Hill. So Sam picking Jordan Hill at number seven for Golden State. Not a bad pick. We'll spend some more time on Jordan Hill because he was the eighth pick in 2009. So Sam, thinking he's a little bit worth more than what they gave him credit for, he initially went to the Knicks out of Arizona, eight years in the league, had 3,200 points as well as 2,300 rebounds, 322 assists. So we are redrafting now in 2020. So for 2009, New York Knicks, you're on the clock once again here at pick number eight. We're also only doing that for the top ten picks, in case you were wondering, Austin, on the on the other end there. So okay. number eight, who do you got for the Knicks? Number eight for me. I don't know. Maybe you guys didn't think I had this guy in this draft class either. You're kind of doubting me a little bit. Um, this is where I'm going to go with Pat Bev. Patrick Beverly, now obviously uh, playing with the Clippers. Um, this is a guy I think everyone can kind of agree. You hate him if he's not on your team. You love him if he's on your team. I think him playing for New York could be really kind of fun to see. So I, I don't know. That might be just a fan thing, but I think it would be awesome. 
I went a little bit of a different route. I think although Pat Bev is a good option, they had a lot of other pieces. They had Quentin Richardson, Al Harrington. Um, I believe at the time they still had Catino Mobley, Danilo Gallinari, and I think they still had Nate Robinson and David Lee. I'm pretty sure they still had Nate Robinson as well. So I went with a little bit of a different route. They needed a more of a shooting guard type player. I went with a guy later on in the draft, Danny Green is my number eight pick. Statistics kind of prove that he's a good shooter. That's kind of what they needed. This was, right, I think, right before they got Carmelo from Denver. So they needed someone to kind of get the scoring done. I think even then, Danny Green already there with Carmelo coming in a couple years later. That could be a, a great duo that we never got to see happen. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Austin, I, I guess Austin looked at my sheet. I'm taking <laughs> Pat Bev, too. And, you know, he hit it right on the – head with you hate him if he's not on your team but if he's on your team you love him and that rings true with me because uh you know and back when the thunder were really good i think it was like 2014 uh 2015 they were gonna make a run and in a fluke play he accidentally tears russell westbrook's meniscus now that that's the reason why you could hate him but in terms of play on the court, he's a great player. And then not so much on the offensive side of the ball. He can put the ball in the basket a little bit, but he is a great defender. And I think the Knicks, you know, maybe needed a little bit of that. I think Spike Lee definitely would have liked this pit. Get a little grit onto the New York Knicks. So, Pat Bev. So, we're getting some emails over here, as you can as you can tell. I'm getting some, some dings on the, on the old laptop <laughs> over here as we're plugged in. But... Everybody I make think it, I probably am too. <laughs> everybody getting a couple bit of some different picks. Number nine, and we'll kind of speed through once we get out of the top Who did ten. Sam go with? Who did he go Sam with went with again? Pat Bev as well. Hey, well done, Sam. So, so you guys have the same pick there on that one. Pick number nine to Toronto, DeMar DeRozan out of USC. 11 years, 16,000 points, 3,500 rebounds, almost 3,000 assists as well. Toronto, you are on the board here in 2020. And I'll go ahead and I'll kick us off. Number nine, I went a different route. I think Toronto still had some younger pieces. Uh, they're still working around Vince Carter at the time. They, they need to get something going. Chris Bosh, Andre Bargagnani. They didn't really need too many centers, power forwards, unless they're something that they can't pass up, like a Blake Griffin sliding down to nine. But shooting guard at the time was something that they still kind of needed. And on my board, I still have Danny Green, DeMar DeRozan off the board as well as Tyreek Evans. So I am picking the next best shooting guard in my in my opinion, and that's Gerald Henderson. A little bit of a reach at nine, but given who's off the board already, Gerald Henderson's the next best guy. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's a good pick. Hughes is a good player, and that that's a good pick. Um, and you mentioned uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter at this time, I believe, is on the Nets. He is no longer on the Toronto Raptors. I got the roster in front of me, so but still – Gerald Henderson, good pick. You can take over that role because he's you know a small forward, so you can take over for Vince Carter. Yeah, I think this was, it was the year after as well too. So that's that's why I have that mixed up. Vince Carter, I think, left the year before that. But nonetheless, Sam, who do you got for number nine at Toronto? Number nine for me. I look at the Toronto Raptors roster and I see the best point guard they have on their roster is Jose Calderon. Not, I mean, at that time he was only three years into into the league, but still Jose Calderon, 
not that great of a player. So I'm going to take his fellow countrymen from Spain, Ricky Rubio, at Ooh, number nine. That's an interesting one. Ricky Rubio at nine. I still think Ricky Rubio is a good player. You know, he did pretty good with the Timberwolves. Right now, he's playing with the Jazz. He's playing pretty good. He's already, he's not a, he's not a bad player by any means. And so I'm gonna take Ricky Rubio, just a little bit down from where he was. You know, he's I mean, you look at his stats. He hasn't he, for his career 11 points per game, seven assists. Four rebounds. That's not terrible. No, no, he's not bad. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing because of Austin over here. Austin, go ahead and tell the people what your pick is at number nine. Sam and I on the same wavelength again. I'm going with Ricky Rubio as well. Andrew, you were talking about how they needed a shooting guard. They didn't need much help down in the paint. Ricky Rubio, not a shooting guard, but he was one of the best guards in this draft class without question. So I think this is a guy who's best available at this guard spot. He's had an incredible NBA career, so I'm going Ricky Rubio. I agree with Sam. Ricky Rubio to Toronto at number nine. And finally, the last top ten pick that we have, Milwaukee at number ten. They took Brandon Jennings, nine years in the league, 7,800 points, 1,600 rebounds, 3,100 assists. Here in 2020, Milwaukee, you're on the clock for the 2009 NBA draft. I'll go first because it won't take too much longer. Um, I still have them taking Brandon Jennings. They need a point guard. He kind of fits the mold of the player that they're looking for. Uh, There really isn't a whole lot that at this time Milwaukee has going for them. Michael Red's not bad, but he's older. Luke Ridenour is their only point guard that's the average. You have Andrew Bogut, who's still not bad. He uh, obviously was your first overall pick a couple years prior, but they need a point guard. They need one to fill with Luke Ridenour. Brandon Jennings fits that role, and I think that having him at number 10 is still a good pick at number 10. Austin, who you got? I kind of wish I might have changed these last two picks around, but this is where I have Danny Green going. So kind of how, Andrew, you had Danny Green and then at this point guard. Mm -hmm. I had Ricky a point guard and then a shooting guard. Danny Green's always been one of the best role players in the entire league, one of the best shooters. He's got a championship. Um, So – in the top 10 is where I think he belongs, and here he is. Danny Green, not bad. Sam, who you got? For me, I'm taking another point guard. It's not Brandon Jennings, but, you know, looking down their roster, you know, Michael Red's pretty good, and, you know, they have a good role player in Luke Rashad and Bob Mute, who they took the year prior. Uh, you know, they have Richard Jefferson, not a bad player at all. So, for me, I'm taking Patty Mills at number 10. Patty that's, Mills at 10. That's where the Bucks go. He doesn't have to sit behind uh, Tony Parker for his entire career. He gets to blossom into a starting role, shows, show off his full potential. That's a good pick. I think that that one could prove to be an interesting pick. Patty Mills, we, we, everybody has him off the board except for me, and we'll get more into where I have him later. But everybody makes their pick here for number 10. We'll speed through. Now that we're outside of the top 10, we won't have the, the NBA draft sound until we, I guess, un, unless we, we want to continue that. But we, we, we might pick it up for the last couple of picks for the, for the Mr. First Round, not the last pick or whatever that one's called. But we won't really spend as much time on any of the players um, who actually were drafted. We won't go through their statistics unless they're uh, above average or below average. But number 11, the Nets, they picked Terrence Williams out of Louisville, four years in the league, Austin. Now, in 2020, pick number 11, who do they got? So, this one might be a bit of a stretch, but I've always 
been a fan of this player. I think he's always pretty underrated. Um, and that's Taj Gibson for me coming up here at number 11. I think he's been one of the more underrated power forwards in the league. He's got a really nice jump shot. He can play around the rim. Um, and he's a really good passer as well. I remember all those years in Chicago. Um, and then of course now more recently with Minnesota, he's been a guy who I think has been underrated. So I have him at number 11, maybe a little bit of a reach there, but I've always been a fan of his. I wouldn't say it's a reach in terms of talent. I think it's more of a reach because they already have Brooke Lopez at this time. They really didn't need a, a six foot nine center, but Taj Gibson's not bad. I think he 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 was very, a good steal for where they ended up going in the original draft at twenty six to Chicago. So that's something that, that I definitely like. Maybe not in the right spot, but for me, they they end up losing Devin Harris. I'm pretty sure this year he he was a free agent at the time. They weren't sure what was going to happen. So I have the New Jersey Nets. You had him going to New York. I have him going to New Jersey. Patrick Beverly at pick number 11. Very nice. So nothing there, nothing too crazy there. Sam, who you got at number 11? For me, I'm also taking a point yard, but of course since Pat Bev is off the board for me, you know, you mentioned they lose Devin Harris. They need someone to compliment Vince Carter, and they go to Jeff Teague here. For me, I think Jeff yeah, Teague. Yeah, because you do still have him. I on the still board, have him yeah. on the board. He did. He did amazing in uh, Atlanta when he, you know, he had a guard complimenting him, Kyle Korver, uh, when he was in that shooting guard role, complimenting him in Atlanta. They did great stuff. Did uh, got the first seed in the East a couple times, and so now he has a better shooting guard accompanying him, Vince Carter, and I think the Nets, you know, have a nice little core yeah, they got going. I like that. I like that. I think that the fill of a point guard could be nice, and for Jeff Teague to get to go there and play there, I think that would that could complement pretty well. The next pick we have are the Charlotte at the time Bobcats. The Charlotte Bobcats take Gerald Henderson at 12 out of Duke, eight years in the league. Nothing too spectacular. wasn't exactly what they wanted. Um, they already have Omeka Okafor, Boris Diaw, Gerald Wallace. Uh, they have some younger players, some players that really didn't, progress as much. DJ Augustin that they had drafted the year prior, uh, Raymond Felton as well, but they end up losing Raymond Felton. So what I think they really need a shooting guard or point guard, and I think they get Ty Lawson. I think Ty Lawson is a good fit for them. They need a point guard uh, with DJ Augustin because DJ Augustin on the on the smaller side, Ty Lawson really about six foot, six one. So he compliments pretty well. They're still young. They're trying to take a little bit more of a risk. And at the time, a lot of the point guards in this point guard heavy draft were already off the board for me so nothing too crazy there they would have taken a center if it was best available but for a while it's really not best available so with the centers that we have in this class there's really not too much wiggle room so ty lawson for me at number 12 austin and sam what do you guys got well for me um i'm gonna go with a guy you know he's uh power forward small forward type of look at charlotte's roster and they they do have Boris Diaw, but they lose him later down the line to San uh, San Antonio, and they don't have much else, um, you know, in the forward department. And so I'm going to take James Johnson, uh, who's with the Miami Heat right now. He's a good um, kind of role player. He's he's averaging eight points a game, and he can shoot a little bit from three. Um, he's kind of a stretch four, and so I think he'd really fit in well in Charlotte. I think that's James Johnson's an interesting one there just because he really Charlotte really wasn't 
they didn't have any like go-to player. They didn't have like where they have now, where they have a Kimball Walker, where it's like he is their star. I think Gerald Wallace might be their their best player at that point. Omeka Okafor maybe even, but they still need to get someone at this at, in 2009. They still needed to get someone to kind of be their go-to guy. And Gerald Henderson wasn't that go-to guy. Um, who knows though? Maybe James Johnson would have had a little bit better of a career there. So Austin, who do you have at number twelve? This is where uh, maybe another little bit of a reach here. This is where I have Damari Carroll going. So I kind of went back to back. Taj Gibson and Damari Carroll were picked in the low first round in 2009. I'm keeping them back to back, but a little bit higher now. Damari Carroll, he had a breakout season just a couple of years ago with Brooklyn, where he started pretty much the entire season, um, scored like just under 15 points a game. Um, I know Charlotte's never really had a go-to guy uh, since Kimba got there, really. Um, and, Maybe Damari Carroll could have been the guy. I don't know. I know he's kind of had a late season of coming into his own, but he's looked pretty solid in recent memory. Well, no, and I and I have uh, Ty Lawson, so it's not like I'm picking like at this point. There's really no guy that you're like he's still yeah. going to lead a team. But Ty Ty Lawson right. had a couple good years. Who knows? Who knows? Damari Carroll's probably still in his peak. He plays amazing defense. So who knows? It doesn't really matter. But. Pick number 13 is where we are on now. Initially, it was Indiana taking Tyler Hansborough out of UNC. Seven years in the league, and we are redrafting. I still have them taking a guy a little bit taller of a guy. My first center, if you if you would, off the board, Taj Gibson. I have them taking Taj Gibson. Austin had him a, a pick or two a high, a pick or two higher. I still think Indiana takes the big man that they need. Um, but not the same guy. They have the guards. They have some point guards. They have Danny Granger, Brandon Rush, Marquise Daniels, obviously, but Roy Hibbert, still a guy that they're looking to try and get at this point back under contract. They're they're needing that power forward center spot. Taj Gibson fills both of those spots, and like Austin said, he has a pretty good jump shot, too, to pair along with. I'll be conversant honest. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who their point guard was at the time, um, in Indiana, but I'm going to go with Brandon Jennings filling that role for the point guard spot. Um, this is a guy who uh, recently um, he's been on a lot of teams, but he was with Milwaukee. That's, I think, where people recognize him the most is with Milwaukee. That's who he got drafted by. He was there for three, four years, I think. Um, and he's a guy who, in his NBA career, he's averaged 14 points per game. So, I'm going to go with Brandon Jennings because truly I don't remember who their point guard was at the time, um, but I think this guy could be. I think that's an interesting pick. Uh, I'm going to try and and fact check you unless Sam already has it. I have the roster up. They don't have much at the point guard spot. They have Travis Denier, third-year man out of Marquette, and TJ Ford. A fourth-year man out of Texas. TJ so. Ford, yeah, that's a so that's a name I remember for not, sure. Not much in the uh, point guard department. So for that reason, I'm also taking a point guard, except I'm taking Darren Collison. Uh, Ooh, Darren Collison. I think, you know, uh, he went later in the draft, but uh, he averaged 12 points a game, five assists for his career. Uh, and uh, I'm blanking on the team. He originally got drafted by the Hornets, but I spent some time in Sacramento. I think that's where he's most notable. But for me, I think he'd fit in well with the Pacers, and then the Pacers eventually get Paul George. I think those two could really complement each other. 
I think that's a, it's a good pick. There's really not at this point this this draft class. Although we've talked about how it's not very center heavy, it's not this, it's not that. There's really not a bunch of just bad picks where you're reaching. It's more like trying to find the guy that fits best for each specific team, and I think that's where you're starting to get. It. We're almost midway through. Uh, pick number 14, Phoenix, Earl Clark out of Louisville. Played six years there. I have the exact same thing that Austin had with Taj Gibson and Damari Carroll. I have Damari Carroll going at number 14 to Phoenix. I think that's going to be a good fit, him and Nash. Damari Carroll, not really a huge playmaker, but he'll hit an open shot. He'll play pretty well on defense. That's what they're kind of looking for. Um, who knows? Who knows? But they really need that small forward, power forward spot. That's what Damari Carroll is. He'll play that spot pretty well. I'm actually going to piggyback off of Sam's recent pick and go with Darren Collison. Um, Sam kind of just already said all of his like career highlights and some of those things. And look, I, I, I think most recently what we've seen is him being in Indiana and playing very well. So, yeah, I, I like Darren Collison here at pick 14. And I think this was before know. they got Drogic, too. So I think no, at this time... Drogic was on... Roster, but also Steve Nash is still there. So. Yeah, no, I know Steve Nash was still there, but if Dragic wasn't, I was going to say that would be a nice backup, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but for me, I went with uh, you know more of a Ford type. I'm actually um, taking Damari Carroll a little bit further down from where you and Austin took him. Uh, I think at 14, you know, that's a good spot for him. And you know, just as Austin mentioned, all of his, uh, you know, he's kind of got a career renaissance in Brooklyn. So, and he's a great defensive player. So, give me Damari Carroll, Mizzou made. I also have Damari Carroll at 14. And I, I said that earlier though. Detroit is the next man up. They went an interesting route. They picked Austin Day out of Gonzaga, a six foot eleven small forward. What? Yep. Is that a thing? Six foot eleven small forward. It's Giannis. Essentially is well, what they actually, tried. Well, Giannis or Kevin Durant, basically if he could shoot or not. It, Austin he, Day could not. He was a, a pure <laughs> in the paint type small forward. Um, but Detroit, they're trying to get younger. They lose Allen Iverson over the offseason in Detroit. Yeah, interesting. I think Allen Iverson that year just kind of stopped playing in the middle of the year. I think he just left. Because I know he also played for Memphis that year, I think, too. Um, yeah, something like that. They He just kind of like stopped. Rasheed Wallace, also they lost him over the offseason. Uh, Rodney Stuckey, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince. Those are their go-to guys. They're trying to look to build around that. So for me, Detroit at number 15, they're looking to kind of replace that center spot. Next available center, Tyler Hansborough. That's who I have I'm going with in Detroit. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with a small forward, I think more of a true small forward. This is where I have James Johnson going. He's six seven. He's had a really good like coming off the bench role with Miami that we've recognized him the most for. That's what I recognize him the most for, anyways. Me too. Um, yeah, so I have James Johnson going here because I think he's more of a true rather than the six eleven small forward like Sam, the six seven small forward in James Johnson. Yeah, James Johnson, definitely you know, a good pick. For me, I'm taking another forward type. Um, actually, you could play power forward or you could play center, but um, you guys took him earlier. I'm taking Taj Gibson. You know, as, as all you guys mentioned, good passer. He can shoot. And I don't know uh, how much, uh, you know, I don't think he'd get into the starting role, uh, but, you know, good player off the bench. can complement uh, some other players on the floor. So give me Taj Gibson. I think that's a good fit in Detroit. They're, they're needing that center spot, like I said earlier. That fits pretty well for them. 
Next pick, we're midway through the first round here on KZLX LP Maryville. Next pick up, Chicago. They initially picked James Johnson at 16, 11 years out of Wake Forest. I went an interesting route, so I will go last this time. So, Austin, pick number 16, who you got? I think I kind of went an interesting route as well. I guarantee um, you I went more an interesting route. Guarantee you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go with Jody Meeks. Pick number 41 initially in this draft. Um, a shooting guard out of Kentucky. A big prospect, especially coming out of the Blue Blood program like Kentucky. Um, a lot of people know him as he played with that L.A. team after they just came off of a title. So he was with Kobe coming off the bench, and then he started a lot in L.A. there in 2013 and 14, that team with L.A. So I'm going to go with Jody Meeks here. A, maybe a reach, not a lot of big – he's not a big-name player by any means. But he was a good guard. I remember him with that Kobe team when they weren't ever spectacular. He was a big role player. I think actually midway through the first round, you're not going to get too many, especially now looking at it, you're not going to get too many great right. guys late because those guys all go first and second. So, Sam, who you got at number 16? For me, I, I'm looking at a shooting guard to compliment Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose just off of his rookie year, you know, going to become the youngest MVP soon. So I'm going to take Danny Green. I think mean, Danny Green's a great person you could pair with uh, Derrick Rose, and then you also got Joe Kim Noah down in the paint. That's a good little big three that the Bulls can work around and maybe possibly dethrone LeBron. Interesting. In I forgot you still had Danny Green on the board, yeah. if I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I guarantee you I went the most interesting option. Um, the Bulls need a true center. They have Joe Kim Noah, obviously, but at the time, Joe Kim Noah really wasn't Joe Kim Noah. He was just a guy that came in and played center. They have Tyrus Thomas. Brad Miller can shoot threes. Tyrus Thomas a little bit smaller of a power four. I believe he was six foot eight potentially. So they really needed a, a taller guy that fits well with their lineup. Derrick Rose, as Sam mentioned, coming off of his rookie year, I think that's a phenomenal piece to build around. And what piece fits better than a guy that checks all of those criteria off? I'm going with a seven-footer, Hashim the beat at number 16. Hey. I, I I think, and, and hear me out, I think, and Sam and I talked about this before we got on the Zoom call with Austin, so Austin, you didn't hear this, but at number two, when he went to Memphis, they had just pulled in Zach Randolph. They already had Mark Gasol. He didn't really get a whole lot of time to shine Hashim the beat, so he really couldn't play up to his full potential. I think if given the chance at 16 in Chicago, him and Joakim Noah could coexist together because there's potential for that. So with Derrick Rose I as like well, I think it could be interesting. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star player at 16 at Hashim Thabit, but they need a seven-footer. He is a seven-footer. He fits well. Hashim Thabit, 16 for me. Interesting, an interesting, an interesting reach. I really like it, though. I really like that pick. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know Sam doesn't. I know Sam doesn't like it at all. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, um, if you want to want a spoiler alert, Hashim the beat does not show up on my draft. I'm list. sure he doesn't show up on yours. I'm sure he doesn't. But six <laughs> sentence pick number seventeen, Drew Holiday out of Philadelphia, or from Philadelphia is that pick. Philly Drew Holiday goes to UC, or from UCLA. Goodness, I'm messing this all up. Eleven years in the NBA. Pick number seventeen. Now I am picking Marcus Thornton. They need a, a, a shooting guard. Fills kind of that spot that they're still trying to look uh, to get. So 
I think that could be something that that would work. I think it's kind of like throwing it and trying to see if it sticks. He's a pure point guard. He works well. Uh, or excuse me, not a pure point guard. He's a three-point shooting shooting guard, rather. Um, he fits the bill. He, he, they, he can shoot. They, they still potentially have Andre Miller, Lou Williams, um, but they're not as pure as a point guard as they want. Shoot threes. Why not? Marcus Thornton, number 17. Yeah, for me, uh, I'm going to go with the point guard and, you know, need someone to compliment Kareem Rush and also, uh, you know, Andre Iguodala is just kind of coming into his own there. So I'm going to take Ty Lawson. He he goes to the 76ers and, you know, compliments Andre Iguodala, gets some assists there, and also Elton Brand, you know, maybe feed him the ball. But, you know, so he's not a bad shooter. And, you know, Andre Miller getting up there in age, nine years in the league at this time, he does play for a lot longer. Uh, but he does end up leaving, I think, when Andre Miller leaves. Ty Lawson's a great person to fit into that role. It's a good role. Ty Lawson going in there at 17. Austin, who you got? This one is probably my most out there by far. Um, so I'm glad I went last so we can just get it and be done with it. <laughs> because I'm going to go with this is odd. Is it worse than what with, I did? Probably not. Jonas Jurepko. That's Jurepko. who I'm going Jurepko. Most notably, I think a lot of people think of him – played for the Warriors when they were in the playoffs and the finals, and he was definitely one of their big pieces coming off the bench. I don't know. I don't know what my thought – I'll be completely honest. I don't know what my thought process was. was No, Jarebko's not bad. 3,900 points, 2,500 rebounds. He's not bad. No, he's really not. That's the other thing. I was like looking at his stats. I'm like, you know, gosh. I mean, he went – I think initially he went pick 39. So early, middle, second round. I had him at pick 17. I I don't really know why. I just I think his stats and what he's done in his career kind of back it up a little bit. So no, no, it's that's a, why I was out there. Boy. It's a good value pick. It's not bad. Philly, it fits well in Philly. Number 18, Minnesota once again. They are picking Ty Lawson initially out of UNC. We are mixing it up. Who do we got? We'll go with number 18 for me. I pick Jordan Hill. I already have them picking two point guards as well, so... Pick number 18, I could see that being a big man to kind of compliment. They already had Al Jefferson. They already had Kevin Love. Just someone else to kind of give them that depth that they need because they have both their center and their power forward. They need someone. Jordan Hill's that guy because I still have him on my board. Yeah, I still have Ty Lawson on my board. So actually, You're going- I'm going to go with Ty Lawson. I'm going to keep it the exact same. Pick 18, still pick 18 in my draft. Nice. Good to hear. Good to hear. So who who do you got now, Sam? For me, they have already taken you know uh, the point guard in Drew Holiday, and they got uh, a kind of you know can play anywhere sort of guy in Tyreek Evans. But they, I'd still need maybe be a pure three for the Timberwolves, and for that, I'm taking Gerald Henderson. I think he'd fit well with Drew Holiday and Tyreek Evans, and uh, I think the Timberwolves might have a little pretty good three. Uh, three-way, um, you know, rookies, you know, good little. I think that could be. I three, think. I think three. at this point, all of Minnesota now redrafting it. I think Minnesota is going to have a good lineup just oh, because, just because of what we've had with five, six, and then eighteen, and then they have one more pick coming up at twenty-eight. They definitely will come out a lot better than than they did in two thousand nine when they initially. Ricky Rubio and Johnny <laughs> Flynn, Johnny Flynn, and then 
Ty Lawson later, and then eventually they'll get Wayne Ellington. But pick number 19, initially Atlanta taking Jeff Teague out of Wake Forest. A huge steal. I think everybody already has Jeff Teague off the board. Uh, so Darren Collison is the next guy up for me. I still have him on my board. Not a, a great point guard, but he fits the bill, fits kind of what Atlanta wants to do. They're still trying to, I think at this point, find their identity. Um, Mike Bibby lose, They lose Mike Bibby. AC Law isn't really the future guy that they need. They still need to find a guy to fit with Joe Johnson, Marvin Williams, Josh Smith, and Al Horford. So having someone in there that can play the true point guard spot is what they need. Darren Collison kind of fits that pure point guard for me. And for me, uh, at 19, uh, you know, I'm going to stay away from the point guards because, I mean, there's not too many left on the draft board, but I think the Hawks can go in a different way. I'm going to take Tyler Hansborough out of North Carolina. I think he could, you know, fit in nicely there as maybe a, as you know, maybe off the bench. I know they get Paul Millsap some, somewhere down the line, so maybe he can fit into a, a six-man role in Atlanta. I think he could. I think he could. Austin, who you got? So Jeff Teague already off my board. Correct. So I'm actually going to go the guy right behind him. I'm going to go with Eric Maynard going instead of 20. He's going 19. Um, Eric I don't Maynard? Too particularly well. I know he played for OKC quite a bit there, Sam. Um, guy coming off the bench. Um yeah, I mean, they needed a point guard. Jeff Teague already off my board. Not spectacular. I think he averages around seven points in his NBA career. Definitely an off the bench, maybe an eighth, ninth man. So I have Eric Maynard at this point guard spot. Eric Maynard, an interesting pick. I don't think, uh, Austin, I don't think if you kept that up, you'd be keeping your GM spot too long. <laughs> I would I definitely would not. Pick number 20. It was Utah who ends up taking Eric Maynard out of VCU, otherwise known as Virginia Commonwealth. Played for five years. I have them going with a different guy, Mr. Omri Caspi. A couple picks later, went to Sacramento. Ten seasons, 4,600 points. Omri Caspi kind of fits the, the bill of what Utah needs. Um, I, th- I believe at this point they're still trying to work out some of their front court. They have Carlos Boozer, Mehmet Okur. Um, I know, obviously, he's not... Omri Caspi's not in the, any of their positional needs, but he's a power forward, small forward that can shoot. He's kind of the best player available, and I think that's why I picked him at 20. So pick number 20, fellas. Sam, what do you got? For me, in pick number 20, I'm sticking with a point yard for Utah, but I think a much better point yard than Eric Maynard was Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings headed to Utah. I forgot you have Brandon Jennings on the board. Yeah. And so Brandon Jennings, maybe he... His career doesn't kind of flame out like it did in Milwaukee. I think mean, Utah would be a good fit for him. Austin, pick number 20. This is where I have a point guard uh, sticking with. So a lot of my, I think, philosophy was I saw what did they draft, so who do I have in that position. Drafted a point guard, so I'm going with Tony Douglas. Um, played notably for the Knicks quite a bit. Um and a guy who averages just under eight in his NBA career. He's bounced around a lot. Um, he's kind of been a trade piece is what it seemed like throughout his career. He's traded one place for another guy. He's just kind of been a token kind of a piece. But I'm going to go with Tony Douglas. And I think Tony Douglas, I mostly remember him from, oh, I don't remember what 2K it was, but it was with him and Aaron, and Aaron, or Aaron, 
Aaron Aaron Aflalo? No, it was Aaron um Gordon, I think. I don't It was one of the it was it was him and I think it was Aaron Gordon. It was like the two of those guys were untouchable from deep. They would just be <laughs> pulling up from like five feet beyond the three point line. It's like, what are you what are you doing? But yeah. that's oh, not a bad Tony. pick. Tony Douglas, not a bad pick. I almost had him in this draft. Almost, but there are some other players that uh, that, that do a little bit better that, that go in there for me. Number 21, the Hornets, initially picking Darren Collison out of UCLA. Sam, who do they take now at 21? At 21, you know, they originally took Darren Collison, I think. Uh, you know, they still have CP3, but, you know, later down the line he does go to Los Angeles. But for the few years that, you know, he's uh, there, I think they're going to compliment him with Jody Meeks. I think Jody Me- Meeks fits in well there. As you know, uh, Austin said, he's a good shooter, played well with Kobe and the Lakers. So Jody Meeks going to New Orleans. Not a bad pick, Jody Meeks. Austin, Jody Meeks. There you go. pick number 21 here on KZLX, LP Maryville. What do you got? Pick number 21 for me. So they got a point guard in Darren Collison. So I'll go with another point guard. This time it's A.J. Price for me. A guy who actually has had quite a good career, uh, notably for Indiana. Uh, He's averaged just a little under seven, seven and a half points per game. Um, And I believe, I'm trying to think where he came out of college-wise. I'm looking here. Uh, UConn. He's a UConn guy there for you, Big East Andrew. So (laughs) there you go, A.J. Price. Not a bad pick, A.J. Price. Pick number 22, Portland, initially taking Victor Claver. Three years in the NBA, not a great pick at 22, but at 22 you're not really – you can take those kind of reaches on players just because they're still available. Needs-wise, Jared Bayless is kind of their guy. Not a great point guard, but their other point guard Steve Blake, and uh, Steve Blake is, is Steve Blake. So. Steve Blake, wow, what a throwback name that is. And they're also they also end up losing Channing Fry over the off season. So Victor Claver is the guy that they pick. I have oh I didn't even give my pick for twenty one. I have them picking. I have the Hornets picking Dewan Blair. They need to fill that center spot. Dewan Blair not bad. Goes on plays pretty well. A couple of good seasons with the Spurs. Uh, a couple of good couple of good years. He's a second round guy. But pick number twenty two for me though. Going in and continuing with this now that I've now that I've caught myself up. Portland. I have them picking another point guard, trying to get that pure point guard spot. Patty Mills, still on the board for me at 22. He takes off the board going to Portland. I mean, right. it's a good pick. We we both have him, you know, I believe we both have him in the top 10. So it's, Yeah, you guys both had Patty Mills in the top. Didn't been a while since yeah. we've heard Patty Mills' name. Uh, but for me, 22, they originally go with Victor Claver. He's a big man. I'm going to stick with a big man. You've already picked him. Andrew, I'm just taking Dejuan Blair. I think uh, he'd fit in nicely a lot better than Victor Claver did, uh, only playing three years. So give me Dejuan Blair. I think it's interesting because a lot of us kind of have the same picks, like similar. And then there's like one or two guys that are like 20 picks further. So like Patty Mills for me is a guy that it's like, I liked him, but I'm like, he didn't fit with any of the teams well enough to like jump out at me. So Austin, pick number 22 to Portland. Who you got? So number 22 to me could probably arguably be one of the biggest busts of this entire draft. Tyler Hansborough is who I have going here, number 22. Y'all remember what he did in North Carolina. 
and they drafted a small forward here in Cleaver, like Andrew was talking about. So I think if if Tyler Hansborough could have tried and played that three spot rather than a power forward, who knows? Something different. I don't know because whatever happened with him in the NBA didn't work. So I'm going with Tyler Hansborough at 22. Yeah, Claver, 6'9", small forward spot. Could yep. it, it kind of fits, in, and I, I like that Tyler Hansborough, I like that you still have him going in the first round because definitely first-round talent. <laughs> Number 23, Sacramento once again. They had an earlier pick. I'm trying to find that earlier pick. I know, obviously, they had number four, but I thought they had a different one. Uh, I guess tw- not. Uh, no, just four and I guess I guess not, yeah. So 23. I have Sacramento earlier in this draft. They initially went with Omri Caspi. I already have Caspi off my board. Pick number four, I have them taking Steph Curry. So to complement that, I go out and I get them a center that can shoot threes, Byron Mullins. Kind of one of the, the lesser centers in this draft, but after I've already given Jordan Hill, Hashim Thabit, Tyler Hansborough, Dewan Blair, he's like the fifth guy. So it's like the centers have to go in this draft. So Byron Mullen, for me, you're leaving at number 23. For me, you know, I also took Steph Curry at four, and uh, I'm going to keep the shooting uh, at a premium. Sacramento is going to turn maybe into the Splash Brothers, maybe that the Golden State Warriors did. Obviously, this guy is nowhere near as good as Klay Thompson, eh, but I'm going to stick with Omri Caspi. I think Caspi is a good fit in Sacramento. He's a good shooter, and he could complement Steph Curry well. Sticking with Caspi. I like it. Austin, who you got? So for me, number 23, I'm going with uh, the women Caspi small forward. I'm going with um, a guy who I also remember playing for that Kobe team after they just came off the championship in 2012. I'm going with Earl Clark, uh, point guard. Um, he's kind of bounced around. He started in Phoenix is where he got drafted. Um, and now he is – I think he's playing overseas now, but he played a lot with that Lakers team in Kobe in 2012, so I'm going with Earl Clark. Earl Clark. I have not heard that name in a long time. Austin, right? Austin Please is- do this entire list, rounds one and two. I'm like – Wow, I forgot about him. Jeez. Austin is taking Austin is taking some interesting picks here in the 2009 redraft. He might get fired soon. Austin, even 11 years later, is still maybe possibly looking at another redraft in a year or two. <laughs> pick, pick number 24, Dallas. They have Byron Mullins out of Ohio State, played for five years. I went a little bit different of a route, and we'll kind of speed through some of these now that we're getting towards the end. I still have this guy on my board, surprisingly. I went with Ricky Rubio at number 24. Uh, Still kind of a respectable. I still have him later on the board just because the point guard fit that they need didn't really line up until now. Jason Terry still on there as well as they're not going to re-sign Jason Kidd, so they still have to find a guy to fit alongside Jason Terry. Jason Kidd was... On the Mavericks, they recently Jason Kidd was on the on the Mavericks when they won the finals. So, so they ended up re-signing Jason yeah. Kidd. Doesn't matter. He's a bench player. Then doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Dirk Nowitzki still on there. They like those foreign players. Ricky Rubio fits that foreign player build. So Ricky Rubio at twenty four. I'm also going to go with a bench player, but this time someone to co- to come in for Jason Terry and take over his load. So I'm going to take Wayne Ellington. He can shoot the three a little bit. You know, he's a good two guard and you know can take us some pressure off Jason Terry whenever he gets tired. So Ricky Rubio, Wayne Ellington, Austin. 
Pick number 24. Hashim Tabit. Hashim Tabit. That's where I'm going. They got a center. Here's a center. I think it could be fun seeing him and Dirk play together down in the paint. Um, Jameer Nelson, wasn't he the point guard at the time of that team? No, it was still kid. Yeah, okay, Nelson that's what I thought. So with the magic uh, Dirk and Hashim Tabit together. There we go. I think that fits kind of well. Nowitzki, offensive. Hashim, mostly defensive because he couldn't yes. get it. He couldn't buy a bucket. No. Um, pick number 25 was, let's see, Oklahoma City Thunder. They initially had the third pick as well. Got James Harden with that. Turn around and get Rodrigue Bobois. Played four years for Oklahoma City and probably some other teams in those four years. I don't think he spent all four years there. I have initially taking Blake Griffin at number three and then pairing alongside that. You get a little bit of some depth as well. Dante Cunningham, power forward, small forward. He's not going to come in and immediately be as as productive as you want because his positions overlap with Blake Griffin as well as Kevin Durant, but a good guy off the bench potentially. And at pick number 25, you're not risking too much. So Dante Cunningham for me at number 25. Austin. Number 25, this is where I have Johnny Flynn going. He's number six originally. Maybe one of the another bust in this draft for sure. Johnny Flynn. Sam obviously disagrees. Johnny so I'll let Flynn. Him. As a Thunder fan, I, I I really disagree. I don't think since <laughs> also because since they have Russell Westbrook, they don't need a point guard. They would never choose a point guard, but they definitely wouldn't have chose Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn, <laughs> Johnny Flynn at twenty five. What a what a legend, Austin. What a legend. Austin's definitely getting called into the GM office tomorrow after these results. He's getting called in the owner's office right now, saying picks picks one through ten might have saved you, but <laughs> every pick after like pick number twenty, we've been like, Austin, what are you doing? So Austin with back to back Hashim the beat and Johnny Flynn picks the two biggest busts. So, draft <laughs> we'll try and glaze over that pick number 26 chicago they initially uh, take excuse me oh sam you still haven't went okay go ahead go i'm sorry 20. it was awesome got me got me way out of my mental zone right now 25 for me uh is gonna be a decent pick unlike austin's uh Jonas Yorebko, I think he could fit into that four or five spot well he can shoot the ball a little bit he can you know come off the bench maybe give um kevin durant a break so, Jonas Urebko, a smart pick, and I will not be called into the owner's office for that pick. Urebko's not bad. Not a bad pick. Anything better than Rodrigue Bobois and probably Johnny Flynn. Uh, I probably would have rather had Rodrigo Bobois, but pick number 26, Chicago takes Taj Gibson out of USC. I'm going a little bit of a different route because Taj Gibson's been off my board for a while. I'm going Wayne Ellington. Everybody's kind of talked about him. I think he fits well. I already went center earlier, so there's no point in going back to going center um, with this second Chicago pick because they had their pick at 16. So, Austin, who'd you have at 16 and who are you taking now at 26? At 26, I am going with Jordan Hill. I think, Sam, you had him high on your board already and mentioned what he's done. Played with the Lakers again um, with that Kobe team. Um, so I'm going Jordan Hill here. And then who'd you have at 16? Uh, at sixteen, because that I was their other that was their other pick. Sixteen is where I had Jody Meeks. Okay, so you're picking you're picking point guard and center. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like exactly. that. Sam, who you got? Sixteen, and then also twenty six. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. I had Danny Green, and now I'm just kind of 
kind of for depth, shooting guard depth, and also kind of the best player off the board because there's not very many left. I'm um, taking Marcus Thornton. I think he'd fit in well, maybe take some pressure off Danny Green. You'd see which one fits better in their system, and you know they could go from there. See which one complements Derrick Rose better. I like that uh, kind of a shooter spot. It doesn't really – it's not like you're going in and getting a guy that's going to go in and get you 30 points a night because you already have Derrick Rose that does that. I think that a complimenting player fits perfect. Pick number 27, Memphis, who had the second pick, and I think, yeah, that's the only pick they had up until then. So pick number two, I had them going a little bit of a different route. Pick number two, I had Memphis taking DeMar DeRozan. And now here in pick number 27, I have them taking James Johnson, another small forward, but he fits the bill of kind of what they're looking to do. DeMar DeRozan's probably going to play more of that shooting guard spot. James Johnson's probably going to play more of that off-the-bench role, knock down a couple of threes, that Mike Miller-type role that he played in Miami. Same time, I believe, as James Johnson. So fun fact for that one, James Johnson, pick number 27 for me. So Austin, pick number... I think pick number two and then pick number 27. Also, Memphis took Damari Carroll at number 27 originally. Yeah, I had the uh, same. I think it was pick three, wasn't it? Was it pick pick two? Oh, it was pick two? Mm-hmm. Well, I had Steph. I had Steph at pick two. Okay, so you already have him taking point. Yep, and so then at 27, I'm going with a small forward as well. <laughs> I think you guys like this either i'm going with austin day here was a first rounder in this draft class so i'm going him at the small forward spot He's definitely getting called uh, in. austin day let's go uh, did you so austin you went hashim the beat <laughs> you went hashim the beat johnny flynn <laughs> johnny johnny flynn, flynn. and then and then Austin Day. And then Austin, Austin Day. Day. Yeah, Austin. Austin's getting fired. One hundred percent. Also, you took Steph Curry when you already had Mike Conley on the roster. Yeah, I'll, yeah. You also took Steph Curry at number two when you had Mike Conley. So, you got you got Memphis. Memphis is not happy at you Memphis right now. Is. So you'll have to you'll have to worry about that one. Pick number twenty-seven. I already said that I went with James Johnson. So Sam, pick number twenty-seven and then pick number two to compliment. Or vice versa, I guess. Number two, I took James Harden to compliment Mike Conley. Uh, And then this guy, he could be a small forward, off the bench, good shooter, gave me absolute fits in 2K, Chase Budinger. He's he's a great shooter. You know, he can't really do much else, but he's great off the bench, and especially in that corner three, which he hit every time in 2K. Chase Budinger, a legend in 2K. He is a, he is an all 2K team, 100 percent in the early 2000, 2010, 2011. Yeah, you could never control Chase Budinger and play well with him. No. It was just the CPU would knock down everything in sight. So that's why at pick number 28 for Memphis, or not Memphis, Minnesota, they picked Wayne Ellington. I have them taking Chase Budinger at 28. So I'm right there with Sam Chase Budinger, an all Hall all of Fame Hall Hall of Fame All Star type player in 2K. Pick number 28, Chase Budinger. Austin, your your spot's still on the line at GM. You've got a couple <laughs> more picks. Try not to blow it all at once. Well, shockingly, I still have Tyreek Evans here at 28. So this is where he. <laughs> you have Tyreek Evans at 28 still. You took Hashim the beat, I'm Johnny Flynn, and Austin Day but this is where I got him. <laughs> so, so Tyreek Evans, who did you have? Who did you have with Memphis taking or Minnesota at eighteen, and then five and six? Uh, five and six. I had them Drew and Patty Mills. 
and then 18 Ty Lawson. So, so you have Minnesota taking four point guards in the first round? <laughs> and they did want to okay. run a two-guard system. <laughs> Austin, Austin, my goodness, my guy. Uh, it's still no, it's still it's still a good pick. If if Tyreek Evans is still on the board, I mean, obviously you take him at that point. But I'm surprised he's still there. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Did you just forget about him. I Austin, did you just forget about Tyreek Hill or Tyreek Evans? I did. <laughs> that's kind of how I was. Well, he's got to be in the first round, right? That's kind of how I was with Ricky Rubio. I was like on the border of not putting him in the first round, but I'm like. He's a first-round guy. Like, I got to put him in the first round. Right, right. So, so Sam, wrapping for out me, pick number 28, Minnesota. For me, they <laughs> took they took Drew Holiday and Tyree Kevins at six for me. And then they took Gerald Henderson. So, they got the two guards. They got a small forward. Now they need a power forward. I'm going to take Dante Cunningham in that role. I think he'd really complement that well. So, they're really one more pick, and it would have had a new, brand-new starting five. They almost could have, yeah. They they almost would have had a full, but then again, they also had Al Al Jefferson, Al Jefferson and then Kevin Love. So I don't think they really would have had a I whole new starting five, but they would have really been improved. Yeah, and Dante Cunningham just just you know rotation help bench, you know role player uh, coming off the bench, giving Kevin Love a breather. So pick number twenty nine. We're two picks away here from wrapping up. Los Angeles Lakers taking Tony Douglas out of Florida State. Not a bad pick at the time at number 29. Uh, Tony Douglas, I'm not going to say he's first-round worthy. He's he's a good player, but there's a lot of other gooder, gooder. There's a lot of other better point guards in this first round. I have the Lakers taking Jonas Yurebko. He kind of fits a, a smaller wing-type power forward. They still have Pau Gasol. I believe they still have Andrew Bynum before he went through all of the Andrew Bynum stuff. Obviously Kobe, so it's like they're filling those kind of spots, and I think they still had Ron Artest playing at that small forward spot. If not, they had someone else. I don't think this is when they still had Lamar Odom. I think he was gone by then. I already said Pau Gasol, but yeah. So it fits well. Jonas Urebko, kind of a a bench player, role player, but still good enough to get quality minutes on this Lakers squad. So Austin, pick number 29. My pick for 29 is I know someone, Andrew, you think you had up higher, and this is Gerald Henderson. Um, mm-hmm. He was the one who got drafted by Charlotte. He plays the shooting guard spot. Um, and I, I think because you just talked about they had big help was with, with Andrew Bynum and Pau Gasol. So I think shooting guard here, Gerald Henderson, would be a guy 29. I like that. Pick number 29. Gerald Henderson, a quality guy, not giving a lot of credit in that draft. So, Sam, one more pick away from wrapping up 29. For me, I'm gonna stick with it. I think the Lakers, you know, got, you know, there's really kind of players at a premium. They're just playing for role players right now, picking for role players. So I'm taking Tony Douglas, staying with the original pick. Sam, sticking with the status quo. I think we talked about this before the show, and we were both saying we had like one or two guys, and that was it that actually went to the team they were drafted to, just because it worked out well. Last pick yeah. here in the 29. 20, 2000, 2009 draft in 2020, we got Cleveland. Cleveland on the board. They take Christian Iengay and the very last pick of the first round. He played for two seasons, 51 total games. But Cleveland, here in 2009, in 2020 rather, you are officially on the clock. Had to bring it back for the last pick. I went with a guy that, Austin, we made fun of you for, but Austin Day. I'm picking Austin Day. 
He's going to be a guy that can kind of play center, small forward, power forward if you need him to. At the time, Cleveland was worried about losing Zydrino Sogalskis and Anderson Verzhau. Um They could have been a guy that they need to step up. And Austin Day, a quality pick late in the first round. Nothing too special. You're not going to get too much out of him. There really, at this point, wasn't too many great players left that was available. So Austin Day, for me, you're going pick number 30. Austin, who do you have at pick number 30? For me, this is where I have Omri Caspi. He plays that small forward spot, but I think with his size, he's like 6'10", 6'9", I think is where they have him listed at. He could play down that power forward spot. I knew they were fearful of Anderson Barrow. That's why I'm putting him here. But Omri Caspi at number 30 for me. I think most of his career, if I'm not mistaken, was spent in Sacramento. That's where he played, it looks like, five uh, out of his total year career years in the NBA. So uh, Omri Caspi for me. And for me, rounding it out, uh, I'm taking a small forward as well. He can also play shooting guard. But honestly, they're just looking for a guy who's going to hand LeBron Gatorade, uh, to be honest. so That is fair. I'm taking Terrence Williams, a four-year player out of Louisville. Terrence Williams, initially going pick number 11. I don't think anybody, any of us had him in the first round other than Sam taking him at number 30. And Austin, I don't know if you heard him, but Sam said that essentially this pick is the uh, hand LeBron Gatorade guy. <laughs> that's perfect. It's so accurate. I think that's exactly what uh, what ended up happening because I don't think Chris, I don't think uh, Christian made it into the NBA for that much longer. Two seasons, less than a season total in play. 320 points he got in got some minutes got some playing time but didn't do a whole lot with it so that's going to pretty much wrap up the 2009 first round of the NBA draft Andrew Botlinick Austin McNorton Sam Steinmeier next week we'll have an interview uh we'll bring we'll be bringing in Avery Lowe one of the women rugby players she's trying to start up the rugby team here in Northwest Missouri State University trying to get something going here in Nottoway County. We'll bring her on because we don't really get to talk a whole lot about some national, uh, some international uh, sporting events because sporting events aren't going on. So we're going to bring her on, talk with her for a little bit, and then who knows, in another week we might be calling Austin back up. We might be redrafting the 2003 NBA draft class, the one featuring Mr. LeBron James, Mr. Carmelo Anthony, and Dwayne Wade. So that'll be a fun one. Stick around. Chris Bosch as well in that draft. So for Andrew Botwinick, Sam Steinmeier, Austin McNorton, we'll be back next week from 2 to 4 here on Day-to-Day Picks.